Hey everyone, happy Passover, happy Thursday. Just wanted to share with you about my life, about my walk with the Lord. I remember a person came to me and said, after I had spoken at a, a small venue, and he had said to me, he said, how did you get the way you are? And I said to him in a simple answer, I just walk with God daily. And in that statement, he seemed to be like baffled or he seemed like he was not satisfied that it almost seemed as if um, that wasn't enough or he wanted to hear that maybe some great man of God has come along and laid his hands on me and I fell out on the floor and shook for like six hours and then I woke up with the revelations of the heavens. And that's not my story. And I can't tell no other story but my story. And so I'm telling you my story, I'm sharing. And my story is a lot like the story of the potter and the clay in Jeremiah 18, where the Bible says that, Hero Israel, can I not do with you as the potter does, says the Lord. Look carefully as the clay is in the potter's hands. So are you in my hands, O Israel. And I love that last part where it just says, look carefully as the clay is in the potter's hands. So are you in my hands. And I just love that our lives are in the hands of the Lord. The Bible says that our very name is engraved in his hands. And I love the fact that the Jesus said this in the New Testament where he says, no one can pluck you out of my father's hands. Why? Because in the Old Testament, it says that your name is engraved in his hands. And if your name is engraved, how can you pluck that which is engraved in somebody's hands? You can't. And it just says that our life is secure in him. Even if he takes you on a journey of highs and lows and just unexpected stuff, Know that all things are working together for your good to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. And he called me. I remember I was just running from the Lord and and um, the Lord came to me in a dream. And in this dream, he showed me a man with a mantle and he, the man drops the mantle. He shows a man picking up the mantle and turning around and this grass that he was standing on became a high mountain. And as he looked down, I could look down and see in the valley there were nothing but sheep and green grass. And I heard the Lord for the first time, if you love me, feed my people. And I kind of woke up and looked around and went back into the dream and Sure enough, for the second time, he says, if you love me, feed my people. And I told the Lord, I said, well, I don't see people. I see sheep in the dream. He shifts. He changes the sheep into people and said for the third time, if you love me, feed my people. And at that moment, I knew I had heard from the Lord. I was like so excited. Like, what do I do with this? You know, and um, in that space, God began to do things to line myself up to come in. 
even down to the very point where there was this reality that I came to that I wasn't saved. I I was arguing with a friend of mine at work and I told him about being uh, baptized and we were arguing about doctrine and he tells me, he says, well, he says, maybe I do need to be baptized. But if you haven't given your heart to the Lord, you're nothing but a wet sinner. And I got mad. I was furious. I was like, who does this guy calling me a wet sinner? But I went home that night and I sat there and I just thought, and I thought about the scriptures, how the Bible says that when you accept the Lord, you know, you become a new creature in Christ and old things are passed away and all things are new. And I start to realize, I was like, Lord, I've never felt new. I still feel like I got the same desires. I got the same wants. I don't understand. I don't feel new in you. And then there was just this moment, this quiet moment. I sat there for a moment and I was just thinking. And I said, Lord, I'm not saved. And in that moment, there was a peace that came on me. For the first time, I felt like, wow, I feel like I know what's wrong with me. But at the same token, I said, Lord, but I want to be saved. And to make a long story short, you, you know, I went to my pastor and asked to be rebaptized again. And he asked me, why do you want to be baptized? And I told him, I said, when I got baptized when I was young, I didn't know what I was doing. I did it because mama told me to do. And a lot of times we do things because others tell us to do, or we do things because it's just tradition. This is what we've always done. So this just seems right to me. But if you don't meet Jesus at the point of repentance, or if you don't meet Jesus at the point of baptism, then you haven't met the one who is salvation. Just quoting words and just laying in some water and coming up doesn't make you safe. You need to meet him. You should meet him because it is he that has the power to change your very life to give you a new nature, to give you new desires. And that's what he did for me. And so I told my pastor, I know what I'm doing now. And he was very kind. He said, yeah, I'm willing to do it. And I came back uh, on a Friday during prayer and I got out of my work truck and I was just talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I've never given you my heart fully. I said, but if I give you my heart fully and you save me like your word says. I'll die serving you. That's what I told him. I was desperate. And sometimes it takes us coming to the end of ourselves. It takes us coming to this place of desperation where, God, I'm so dry. I'm so thirsty. I, I don't know what to do. Nothing makes me happy. Nothing satisfies. And I just really believe it's that cry in your heart for the Lord. It's that cry. It's like, it's like that cry to be reunited with the one who knew you first. Jeremiah says this in Jeremiah. He says, before you knew your mother, I knew you. This is what Jeremiah says the Lord said to him. I, I formed and shaped you in the belly. And there's this sense that God knew me before I was ever known by my mother, before I was ever conceived by my parents. 
And it, and it just blows our mind that the God that we serve, that we come to know after being born and growing up a little bit and receiving him, that he knew me. And so there's this sense of just being redeemed and being reunited with the one who knows me the best. There are things about you that you don't know. There are things about you that you want to know or you don't understand. And it just seems like no one humanly around you can give you those answers. Or, 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 or no one can seem to direct you in the right path. And I look at it this way. If you have a Toyota, you don't go to a Nissan dealer to find out about that Toyota. You go to the maker. And so we all have to come to the maker. We all have to come to the one who is the, who is the one that the potter, the one that molds and shapes us, the one that knows us best. And so I walked into the church and I remember walking into the church and I heard this woman for the very first time praying in the spirit. And I never craved anything in my life of God. I just, at that point, but that first time I wanted to be saved. I wanted to pray like that. And I said to myself, I said, Lord, I want to pray like that. What I didn't know was that I had already repented. I'd already turned towards the one who could change me. And now he had changed my desires and my desire was for him now. And I remember I went down in that water and when I came out, the Holy Spirit hit me like no other. And I spoke in tongues. I spoke as the Spirit gave utterance. And I remember walking out of that church that day and I was just walking on cloud nine. I was light as a feather. The burden I was carrying where I couldn't sleep or I was afraid that I was going to die and go to hell, all that left. And for that first time in my life, I went to bed and I slept like a baby. I had a peace that I was secure in the potter's hand. And it was at that point that the potter began to put me on that wheel and begin to mold and shape my character. Some of you are in this situation right now where you've been kind of battling with the potter. You've been wanting to tell the potter what you, how to make you or how to do this or how to do this and instead of yielding. That was one of the things I had to do. I had to learn to yield. I had to learn to surrender all and pick up my cross and follow him. In Luke 20, in Luke 9, 23, it says, then he said unto them, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And Denying yourself is basically saying, I give up what I desire. I'm surrendering to you fully, to your will and way. And I'm saying, it's Yahweh, no longer my way. I'm going to take that narrow path that you have laid for me, and I'm going to trust you. And it really is a journey of trust. It is a journey that I walked for years. But I'm going to tell you, God is a loving father who truly loves his children and really loves to interact with his children. He really wants to teach you 
If your earthly father would take the time to show you the things of life as you're growing up through the different stages of your life, how much more would your father in heaven wants to do so? What am I talking about? I'm talking about being invited into a relationship. This is what I was invited into. This is what Jesus was talking about. Into a relationship with the one who knows you best. You know, the Bible says that we don't come. We haven't received this, this bondage under a spirit of fear, but we have received this gospel. We received salvation as we cried out the father. And as we cried out to him and called upon his name, he changed our nature and gave us a new name. And now we're joint heirs with Christ. Now we're invited in this walk to walk things out and to learn how to yield and grow in him. I just want to encourage you. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to yield and surrender. And so that's what I did. I went on a journey of surrendering, saying yes. Even when it hurt, saying yes. It wasn't saying yes when it was convenient. It was yes. We don't just say yes one time. We say yes all the time. We live a life of yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I guarantee you, God will never fail you. Me making a decision some 23 years ago was the best decision I made in my life. I would not change a thing. I think maybe the only thing would be, if I did, would be I would have answered that call sooner. But I'm so grateful that he was merciful and that he was willing to wait on me. The Bible says that he is long-suffering. He's willing to wait on his precious fruit. He's willing to be patient. God says, I'd rather all come to repentance than any should perish. That's his heart. That's why he gave the best. The Bible says that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever shall believe in him shall have everlasting life. God gave the best so that we could live the best life ever. So I encourage you, let him, let him mold and shape you. If you jumped off the wheel, trying to mold and shape yourself, trying to make a name for yourself, trying to help God do what only God can do. I would encourage you to surrender and get back on that wheel and let him mold and shape and build the character. You may be talented, you may be anointed, but it is your character that's going to get you into places and keep you there. When we look at Joseph, Joseph had a dream of being this great person in the future, but he had no character. He was a little spoiled brat and he needed to get on the potter's wheel and allow the potter to mold and shape him, to build his character. David, when he was anointed king, he was a young man when he was anointed king, but he was not anointed. He was not ready to move and breathe as a king. He had to get on that wheel and allow the potter to mold and shape him. We all are given an invitation to get on the potter's wheel 
and let him mold and shape us and make us into what God wants us to be. There is no fast track. If you want to truly be successful in God, there is no fast track. And and I'll say this. Why would you want to fast track when you can take one day at a time and get to know the one who truly loves you? That would just be like, I see this young lady and I want to marry her and I'm only interested in bypassing all the challenging stuff. I just want to enjoy all the good stuff. But it's in those challenging things or those challenging situations that my love for this individual is refined and even strengthened. Or I begin to see that I can go a little bit further. Because a lot of times we like to use this scripture. God will not give us more than we can bear. Trust me. I use that many times as I walk with the Lord. And I've had to eat those words and realize that God knows me best. He knows what I actually can bear. He knows what's in me. And when I would find out that I actually can get through this, it baffled my mind. I said, man, Lord, I really don't know me like you know me. So what I'm encouraging you in is, is that get on that wheel and let the potter mold and shape you. Know that, like the scripture says, your life is in his hands. You are always going to be in the potter's hands all the days of your life. You are always going to be in a place of learning and just experiencing new things. We don't ever arrive. Not until we are face to face with him. And he says, at that moment, we shall be like him. I just want to encourage you and just tell you again. That the Lord loves you and you can trust him. With your life. And if you're willing to yield and pick up your cross every day, I guarantee the work that he has begun in you, he will complete. He will finish and you will see the fruit of that tree that he is making out of you and others will say, taste and see that the Lord is good. And yes, he is truly good in your life. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that for those that are in this space and it may be a challenge to yield or to give somebody else the reins or say, hey, you can take the wheel. As the song would say, Jesus, take the wheel. Sometimes it's a challenge for us to do that. But I pray for them right now that they would be willing to yield and say, Jesus, whatever you say, I will do. Wherever you tell me to go, I will go. And that they would fully love the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul. And they would know that he is not man, that he should repent, but that he's God all by himself. He's faithful and true to his word. And all the promises that he's promised him, God will make good on. I just bless you. And I encourage you. Try Jesus, as I used to hear when I was a young man. And he'll never disappoint you.
Be blessed. Love you in Jesus' name. Amen.